Wow. So, Alex, it seems to me like, are you a little bit hangry? Because you're giving me some vibes here. I don't know how, how to deal with it yet. This, Jan, this is not my fault. This is Jesse's fault. He sat there, he scheduled the time, and he's like, oh, I forgot we're in different time zones. So now, now here I am trying to fit in dinner in a very short 15-minute window between <laughs> this podcast and the next podcast. It's not okay. I am hungry. I haven't had my coffee. It's It's been a long day, Jan. It's been a long day. Like, I've seen you focus, but I don't think I've ever seen you this focused before. It's, it's kind of intimidating, to be honest. Like, can I hand you a Snickers? Can I just forward you a Snickers? immediately jan i will eat your hand off yeah alex that's a little bit maybe too extreme like maybe like it's entering into a little bit of a kink you know i'm not going to i'm not going to go into it but you know what i can tell you you know i've had a really interesting week and welcome to played it once a podcast about games we've only played once the reality is that most board games only make it to the table one time and first impressions matter so we made a podcast about ours i'm your host jam because in with me is Alexander Sender with an R the third. Alex, are we going to be able to get through this comfortably? Because I know you're very, very stressed out right now and I don't know how to proceed. I, listen, comfortably or not, I'll make it work. It's all good. It's, it's, it's just food. It's just food, Jan. Well, with that said, because you've got to get to your plate, let's get into this. So in Plated Once, we touch on three fundamental topics, an introduction to the featured game, the context in which we played, and our overall opinions of the experience. And today, we are covering a game that is still not in your hands, but will be soon, Wild Descent by Lazy Squire Games. And Alex, as a quick run through of how we go through the show, we were going to go through that intro, give a quick idea of what the game plays, how it plays, like the genre the objective, things like that, then talk about how we experienced it, and finally, our thoughts and opinions. So with that, could you give us an intro to this title? Like, what exactly is Wild Ascent? So Wild Ascent is not going to be a boss monster game, which is a weird way to start a description of a game of what it's what it's, what it's not. But that's because Wild Ascent does share similarities with boss monster games. It's a mm. game in which you and four different hunters are going to be going through the wilds, hunting different creatures, and then occasionally returning to your encampment in between scenarios where you can upgrade and improve your skill set, the buildings you're using, all these different things. And it's going to have a lot of commonalities with typical boss monster experiences in the sense that you're controlling hunters, in the sense that there's a campaign, there's progression, you're fighting different creatures, but where it very strongly differs is that in most encounters, not all, but in most encounters, you are going to be fighting against four different creatures as opposed to a singular strong boss, which very much changes the tune of the way the game plays while sharing those commonalities. It's also worth mentioning at the same time that while I haven't even played this myself, there's also an arena mode where players can go head-to-head using creatures, heroes, equipment, other facets of the game that I haven't really experienced, but I'm looking forward to doing so past that it's going to fall into a lot of the the typical stuff you're going to have gear you're going to have upgrades you're going to have skills you're going to have monsters the way those monsters react and engage with the players all through the course of usually 10 campaigns 10 missions as you go through one at a time and your goal is to survive or more importantly to thrive across those 10 missions and so this is going to involve involve a lot of dice throwing, you know, cooperative play, skirmish battles, and progressive evolution of those characters through that campaign system. And ultimately, you're just trying to survive until you get to the very end of that campaign. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, and what about what? How did you come about to learn about this game, Alex? And when? And how did you learn it? How was that experience? Was it easy to get to the table, etc.? Oh, so I mean, the rulebook's actually fairly simple to learn. The rulebook is is 
this is short and accessible, possibly to its own detriment, meaning there are going to be things that you're going to effectively have to house rule because not all, not every single edge case is accounted for, or described, or talked about. But past that, it's a fairly short rule book. I can't remember the exact amount of pages, maybe 20 pages or so, uh, lots of illustrations, quick to get through. And from there, you, you get it to the table, you set it up, and you just start going through things. They have a great one-page uh, guide, so to speak, that gives you a good overview of the sequence of events that won't make sense when you first read it, but will be a great overview and consolidation once you have read the rules and you want a quick place to reference the the turn structure, the campaign structure, how everything plays out. Uh, getting it to the table and playing it is fairly easy. The game is surprisingly accessible for the type of game it is. Uh, you know, the monster engagement is very simple. The, the hero turns are very simple. A lot of the depth of the game comes through the way your characters will level up and the way the monsters will engage with you at higher levels and the gear you're going to get. So there's lots of edge cases, lots of things you have to be mindful of, lots of house ruling you'll have to do, but the actual core gameplay, fairly accessible. Yeah, and so it, it, that's exactly right because I ended up learning this game with you. You taught it to us, to so both me and Jesse, we got it to the table, like we were ready to start rolling in what, a, a maybe five minutes, eight minutes flat yep. from what is a skirmish-based game, and I I remember being very excited about Wild Ascent when it was first released on Kickstarter because it gave me the feeling of what you were alluding to in your description of the beginning of KDM Light. You know, like having all of that big boss battling system without the big bosses, but kind of keeping in the idea of monster battling, co- co- collecting pieces to later bank those in into a general settlement and building out that settlement little by little. It 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 gave me the illusion of everything I wanted into KDM in a a way that was going to be a lot more digestible and see we're going to continue that theme of food alex throughout the show and with that let's start talking a little bit more formally about this game wild ascent um what were your initial impressions about this game did it meet up to your expectations when you saw into the kickstarter was there anything in there that caught you by surprise um, I would say it absolutely met my expectations. And by that, I was looking for a KDM experience, but I wasn't looking for KDM for a variety of reasons. But both between the theme, the the sheer amount of content, I wanted something that gave me a Monster Hunter feeling, but not being KDM. And I think Wild Ascent gave me that. It gave me that aspect of controlling hunters, of moving around a board, of tactical planning, of monster reactions. Uh, as far as surprise, I don't know if there's anything in there that I would call a surprise. It, I mean, I enjoyed the game. I was hoping I'd enjoyed the game. I was definitely prepared to be let down. This is Kickstarter after all, and it was two years later from when I backed it till I got it. First published game from this company yeah. too and design. Yeah, as far as surprises, I'd have to think it through, but not nothing immediately comes to mind. It, it was... It was the experience I thought it would be. Uh, camp- encampment phases in between rounds where you upgrade, where you develop, uh, you know, tactical decisions and powers and abilities as you go through it. I, I think it was just what I wanted from Wild Ascent. And so it- it's interesting because to me, it was kind of like the opposite. I was expecting a much bigger game in terms of its mechanics that is actually in this box. And 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 that surprised me because the box itself and the production value all scream that this is going to be something very complicated and involved and difficult to get to the table, but it's a complete opposite. This is, it, it is not to the point where it's like a beer and pretzels game. It's not even close to that, but it does have the type of accessibility in terms of its structures and internal mechanisms 
mechanisms that the, that do allow for that ease of play, for that easing in of anybody that you're trying to get into this into the system. And that was something that definitely caught me by surprise. I was imagining that this was going to be much closer to like the gritty nature of KDM with like all these very complicated interactions and situations. And what I was met with was a skirmish game that's actually quite easy to get going that feels like there's tension and and scaling with it as it moves along but it it moves at a very quick pace it's it's almost like a i would i don't know it's 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 almost it gives me the feeling like of a car- cartoon show and it's that it's just very fast pace a lot of action bim bam boom and you're constantly moving forward right um which is uh, again, just something that's really unique in this genre right now because it is so young. Like, we're getting all sorts of different variations of this style of game, the boss battler. And while this end is definitely went for the lightest of the boss battlers that I have seen before. But I think one of the things that I want to get your, your ideas from specifically is in the way that it's appro- approaching skirmishes or battle, because that is literally what 80% of what this game is going to be beyond the settlement and the tableau building sort of that you're doing with your characters. Um, with your, whatever experience you have with skirmish games, how did Wild Ascent perform? So, I mean, for me, skirmish games have always been a tough field to begin with in the sense that I theoretically like the concept, but then in actuality, what tends to happen is I'm always wary of that, just that back and forth, that pinging, okay, I go, you go, I go, you go, whether it's two players head to head or whether it's a, you know, competitive versus co-op, whatever it is. I just don't like, I don't like a sense of, I just do the obvious thing and then we call it a day. And that's always a fear with any skirmish game I've ever played, whether it's dice-based or that's card-based. I just want to feel like I'm making decisions. And for me, Wild Ascent did give me that, which is why I'm okay with where it is. Uh, once a game devolves into just, you know, doing whatever is obvious and just going back and forth and playing it out, I'm not interested. Wild Ascent, because I think I would say that the lightness that Wild Ascent has and the tactical planning it has compared to a KDM, compared to a Aeon's Trespass Odyssey, I think it mm-hmm, works mm-hmm. because there's four monsters. I don't think it would work if there were a single creature, meaning it is on the lighter side. The The choices you make are lesser than you might have in one of those other experiences. But a lot of the choices come down from come down to the activation of what order you activate your heroes in, which choices you make, which decisions you make, which uh, abilities you choose to activate at any given time, and then which monsters you choose to engage with on that battlefield. Because you have so many different small choices, the obvious answers as the game progresses, especially as you level up your characters, the more you get, the more that you can do. What starts off as very obvious decision making very quickly moves into okay, well. I can activate this hero, but if I do, then that monster might move before I can do what I want. But really, this is the ideal hero to activate, but this one possesses the lowest risk assessment. This one, I want to do that ability because that will help these three other characters. But if I move this character, I can get a shot to the back, which will do an extra two damage. There end up being a a myriad of these small choices in a very simple landscape of decisions that for me does what I want out of a skirmish game. 
And so that's really interesting because I remember our first play and that was one of the comments that Jesse made. Um, and, and I'll go and diverge into a question and then come back to this point, but you mainly play this solo. Is that right? Yes. And, and that is, and that is where I'm still unsure how I feel about this particular title because all of those things that you just described are incredibly fascinating and actually play out very well in the game, but I don't think it plays out as well when you're playing with more than two players because sometimes these characters that you're bringing into the board have to have a more support role, meaning that they're not going to have as much excitement going on. They're not going to have all these crunchy decisions that you're making. They're only going to be maybe healing this guy, maybe uh, giving a boon to that other person and repeating the cycle because it is the most efficient thing for you to do. And that is due because of the four monsters being there as well. There's a lot to manage and you can only do so much if you're not being a team player. And because of how simplistic everything is in the game, which again is not necessarily a detriment to the base title, there's not a lot of decision making when you're just between a lot of people, unfortunately, right? So in our gameplay, I remember being a little bit underwhelmed with the 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 breath of options that I had with my singular character. When I started using two characters, it immediately felt better. Like it started clicking a lot more. I started seeing the synergies between both of them and how they could work off of each other. That started feeling really good. And I honestly loved the way that the characters themselves played in terms of their abilities and the way that you unlock those abilities throughout the game. Like it gave the campaign system a importance, right? Like how you're building, what resources you're banking, etc. Unlock different things as you go. And that gave me a reason to kind of continue exploring deeper, deeper into that, into that person. Um, I think at the end of the day, what ended up not what I didn't end up loving about Wild Descent was how the dice system kind of played out. It felt maybe a little bit too straight, straight out of the box, and there wasn't enough mitigation for me or options in there that could make me really grind my teeth against these creatures. And in addition to that, speaking of the creatures, the AI for them, I thought, could have probably been slightly more interesting because sometimes they they kind of stand there and take a beating instead of reacting and i've I, I have this comment about most battlers or skirmish games where you're kind of going through against an ai system i want to see things wriggle around i want to see them behave and react and and not like it when i'm stabbing them or punching them or throwing gas at their face and and while this didn't do that but again it's kind of like in that territory with it being so light, right? And so I think ultimately, Alex, we're, we're, we're about ready to answer the titular question of the show. Did you enjoy it and would you play it again? So before we get to that, I'll actually address both those things. So in terms of the, the dice system, I actually really like the dice system because while the sense mechanic has a certain amount of fixed damage and then a certain amount of variable damage from dice. And that, first of all, guarantees you're always making some progress. You never have a, mm-hmm. you never doing nothing. You're always doing something. And then the variable damage from dice means you could have these turns where you're like, yes, I did seven damage. That's awesome. And, and those, I like the variety of having more moments in games and i think the dice give you moments additionally in terms of mitigation and this is something i don't think you have the opportunity to really experience but the mitigation in the game comes through the development of your abilities and so as you level Mm. up you will gain mitigation you will get abilities you'll have different things you can do both helping your own die rolls helping your uh, hurting your opponents or just modifying the game state and it's the way you choose to level up and which abilities you choose to activate in which order which give you a lot of the the depth of the experience as far as the ai there i'll absolutely agree with you while also saying that 
it depends on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. The more complicated the AI potentially comes at the cost of accessibility. While the sense of game that I could jump into with like without having to like I haven't played it in like you know maybe two months now, I could jump straight into tomorrow without having to remember a thing because of how simple the game was while still giving you tactical depth within that simplicity. And with those answers, let's bring it to the questions. A, did I enjoy it? I hope it's clear by now. I absolutely enjoyed <laughs> Wild Ascent. B, would I play it again? Surprisingly, yes. Wild Ascent with its 10 campaign system is a game that nowadays, with all the games I have, when I first got it, I thought I'd probably play through the campaign, finish a campaign, and then turn around and sell or trade it because I always have more games to try to engage with. And 10 games is a decent amount. Yeah. But I've, I've finished my 10 games. I've done the campaign. Oh. And while I'm not currently ready to jump right back into the next campaign experience, I still own the game, and I still plan on jumping back in at some oh, point. Oh, really? It's fairly accessible. It's easy to jump into. I want to try other characters, potentially go through the actual more narrative-based campaign campaign as opposed to just 10 stories 10 whatever i want to try different aspects of wild ascent and plus not to mention they are going to have wild ascent levon rising coming to game found soon Mm. and that's i mean the minis are gorgeous more stuff is fun the weapons the abilities the various workers you could have for the encampment for the settlement whatever it is all those things are just more and more content and a game that i'm happy to dive into again so for me i'm kind of in the middle right now and i think it's due to be seeing everything kind of in like the preview of things instead of seeing the full game um after a first playthrough which we played you and i and, and jesse um i felt a little bit lukewarm about the game i i wasn't as I, I was incredibly excited i think i may have elevated the expectations of this one a little bit too high and obviously no game will ever amount to that but either way i, I there was just something about how the combat played out in a three-player setting that i didn't love but But you did give me an idea of what might be in that box that I could be excited for in the future. And I think that this is one of those games that I would just play as we recommended in two players and actually find a wonderful opportunity and narrative system in there with a a skirmish game that I'd actually get to the table because I've played Mythic Pantheon, I played Giga Robo, I played a bunch of others that involve mainly that combat system and they're just sometimes a little bit too convoluted. So having one that is that, you know, easy to understand is perfect. And what I would probably recommend for anyone that is looking into this game and is trying to teach this to anyone is to, instead of going through the normal campaign, whip out the other competitive portion of it where you're using the monsters and you're also using a hero so that you can get a sense of how combat escalates and how powerful you are without having to go through the buildup of that campaign. Because I feel that that's probably where maybe a little bit lost in terms of my interest when we played for the first time. But ultimately... I am so friggin' impressed with Lazy Squire Games. This being their first, you know, their first game out of the gate. It is actually quite good, incredibly well made, well thought out, uh, well thought out, and just a stellar effort from this publisher, which makes me just kind of super sad that I might have not backed their last one. What, what was it? Oh, you didn't back Storm Sunder? I did not back Storm Storm Sunder, and I'm a little bit disappointed. The amount of content in that game almost has me regretting that I did back it. Like, I don't get me wrong, (laughs) I want that game, I want that content, but like this, that's so much between Madara and Storm Sunder, and like maybe maybe Gloomhaven if I ever actually get to it. There's just way too much content out there. 
Ah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of things that you have to do and way too little, too little time, Alex, you have a plate of food waiting for you. It, it's maybe, maybe I do. Maybe it's just your arm. Who's to really say, Jan? This latest failed attempt at bringing you quality entertainment was brought to you by the Quackalope Podcast. We love to hear from you, so don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. If you'd like to connect with us, follow us on any of our social channels or visit our website. But regardless of what you do, remember to do the important thing. Get out and play some games. Until next time. <laughs>